everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Therapy. This is me, Rosemary Burns, and this is my podcast, Let's Talk Therapy. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We are slowly, maybe not slowly, we are steadily, that's the word, um, approaching 50 episodes. Um, So I just want to send a shout out again to all my listeners. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Um, that's a huge achievement, I think, personally. Um, if you asked me a year ago if I thought I, I'd be approaching 50 episodes, mm, I'd, I'd probably be like, mm, I don't think so. But I'm glad that I'm here. I'm glad that I still have uh, information that I want to share. Um, so let's get right to it. This podcast episode, I thought, let's talk about WandaVision. Now, before you all get on to me, because I just finished it this past weekend. Um, of course, it's, it's already been out, but I didn't have Disney Plus probably not even a month ago um, and finally decided to, to um, you know, go along with everybody else and get it, uh, mostly because I would like to see Loki. Um, but I also heard that you're supposed to watch WandaVision before you watch Loki because if you're going in timeline order, that's what you're supposed to do. So... I just finished watching WandaVision, and I thought, wow. Um, I knew going into it, I knew that it took place after... And by the way, this this podcast is totally spoilers. So if you haven't seen WandaVision, um, and, you, and you plan on it, and, and or if you haven't seen uh, the Avengers Endgame... Uh, or, you know, the Marvel Universe and all that kind of stuff. Well, this is full of spoilers, so just be aware. Now, you've been warned. Um, So, yes, the only thing I really knew is that uh, WandaVision essentially takes place right after Endgame. Um, Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Five years is when they figured out time travel and all that kind of stuff, so... Um, the people who uh, who turned to ash and dust, um, who came back and stuff like that, uh, is five years after Endgame. All right, so WandaVision, like I said, I, I, that's all I really knew, and I, I I know Wanda's character. I know the Blair Witch, the Blair <laughs> Blair Witch. She's not the Blair Witch. That wow, that that that's a callback to a movie that was back in the day. Um, yeah, Scarlet Witch. There you go. <laughs> I don't think that's the first time I've done that either. Um, so I know she's a Scarlet Witch. I, I, of course, I've seen, you know, all of the Avengers movies and stuff like that. Um, I will throw this out there, too. I have n- not ever really read them as comics. So I'm not part of that world, like comic book lore. And if the stories are different, I'm only going off of what I've seen in the movies. So, so if you're a comic book fan, that is great. Um, but just don't get on to me for, you know, not knowing that world, uh, or maybe the, you know, I'm going by whatever is accurate in the movies. Okay, so back on track with all those little <laughs> mini disclaimers and stuff. Um, WandaVision, wow, I thought what, I just thought it was so good. So good. Like, what an awesome depiction of a trauma response. Um, I, I thought it was just, wow. So then, spoiler alert for those of you who don't know, 
uh, Wanda essentially loses Vision. Um, so even though people come back um, after the end game, Vision cannot because, you know, one of the Infinity Stones is in his his forehead and is taken out by Thanos and we won't get into time travel and turning back the clock and how it should have ended kind of things, um, which are, you know, how it should have ended is fantastic. If you've never ever seen how it should have ended, Oh dear. And you're a big movie fan. Oh, you need to go and watch, go to, they have a website and look it up and they're they're just so good so good i actually started that's i guess the next thing i started watching as i digress a little bit forgive me for this is um i started going back and watching all of the hizzies um how it should have ended uh from episode one because they're just so good they just make me laugh they're they're phenomenal so back on track um yes Vision ends up losing, you know, Thanos takes out his Infinity Stone and essentially kills him. And he is one of those, um, one of the beings that cannot come back after everything is fixed, you know, five years later. So Wanda has lost Vision, who is like her soulmate, um, you know, true love, all of that. Um, And... They basically, how how the show starts is they basically show it like a 1950s sitcom, um, black and white and everything, which is really kind of fun. I really loved how they set, how they set that up. But I, it's not important to go into, oh, well, this episode was about the 50s and like it goes through the de- kind of through the decades and everything. What's important is Wanda essentially fabricated like a make-believe life for herself. Um, with having vision in it and, and essentially friends that in real life, the people, not vision, but the people actually do exist, but she kind of has taken, uh, well, you find out later, she has kind of taken over their lives and kind of, and forced them like willfully, well, not willfully, it's not willfully because she doesn't actually realize what she's doing. Um, but actually make these people become a part of her fabricated life, like her complete delusion of a life that has vision being her husband. Um, and they even get to the point of where they have kids, which in real life, how would she have kids with vision who is not human? Um, but I mean, I don't know, maybe there's something like that in the comics, but in Marvel world, I'm like, um... Uh, you know, superpowers, but but he's not human, so I don't know how they would have kids. But she created kids that had, you know, two two boys in WandaVision, um, and so I thought while I was watching this, and I did figure out what she, what she was doing. Of course, you know, psychological background and everything. I was like, she created this whole thing as a way of it's not exactly coping; is it's a way of avoiding all of the psychological and emotional pain and trauma of loss and grief um, from losing, you know, the the person, the entity, whatever you want to call vision, um, of losing him and he, and he can't come back. Um, added to the point that um, if you know, if you followed Marvel along, 
you know that her parents died and you know that her brother died and i th- i thought he was a twin but i can't remember that far back uh in the marvel universe so um but he also died and it's it's interesting cuz she actually has him in her fabricated world um not played by the same actor which i thought was great because they actually address it in the episode of, of why he looks different and stuff like that. So I thought that was fun too. Um, but just a great, great look into the world of what a significant trauma like that can do or multiple significant traumas like that can do. And so I thought, well, you know, why not um, kind of visit I, I decided to pull out my little, my DSM. I have a pocket DSM. The DSM, if you've never heard of it, is called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and it's on the fifth edition. And it basically has all of the lists of diagnoses, um, cl- clinical, like psychological, psychiatric diagnoses um, that, you know, if, if you came to see me as a client or whatever, I would be able to use to help me determine what if I was going to give you a diagnosis and that's where like major depressive disorder is and you know all of the um, different specifiers and it, it, it's very much so like um, jargon and, and very specific and stuff like that so that's just a little bit of background into it um, but I decided to look up you know just just for fun because of everything that I was seeing in WandaVision I was like okay well let's look up you know the trauma disorders and of course you know there's PTSD in there and um, acute stress disorder is kind of like a precursor to post-traumatic stress disorder it really the major difference is time frame um, if I'm really gonna kind of simplify it down um, is you know that acute stress disorder takes place, I think, gives it, I think, is it, I have to look, I think it's one month after the traumatic event happened, I think that's what it is, and then once it's past a month and there's still symptoms, then I think it goes to PTSD. I'm trying to look to be accurate. Um, Oops. Um, Oh, but then this one said not six months after the event. Oh no, that's kids. So, oh, but the same thing is, this is so funny. I'm like, I should know this stuff, but this is why we have the book that we can look it up to see little details. Like if it, if it lasts past six months, then it's not acute stress disorder. It becomes PTSD. So there you go. So I was looking up those and then I was looking up, okay, well, those are the pretty straightforward um, at least in my mind, straightforward diagnoses and stuff like that. But then you get into what seems to be a lot more, um, a lot more closely uh, describing what Wanda did is the dissociative disorders and dissociation, dissociative. It, it, this complicated. It's a very complicated. Um, subset of diagnoses and stuff because you're you're dealing with you know most people have heard of multiple personality disorder a lot of people have heard that that is not what it's called anymore it's called now it's called dissociative identity disorder um so you know i was kind of looking through the the list here of um the different dissociative disorders and it it from what 
I can see on WandaVision is she probably has dissociative amnesia and which I thought was real. So let me just give you some of the characteristics of it. So dissociative amnesia amnesia is the inability to recall important autobiographical information, usually of a traumatic or stressful nature that is inconsistent with ordinary forgetting. So the fact that she couldn't in WandaVision, she can't, she remembers she has a brother, but she doesn't really quite remember what happened to him. You, you see people trying to make breakthroughs, um, like, um, oh, now I can't remember the character's name, but the she's the agent, agent from S.W.O.R.D. who um, Wanda made, or she pretended like she was in um, Wanda's world, but she really kind of had all her, her um, she's the one that Wanda blasted out of the um, protective shield towards the the later episodes um but in any case when she would try and say things that um that would trigger her to remember and you see a couple of like a tear going down Wanda's face before she blasted her out of there um what I really thought happened was I actually thought Wanda was in like a a psychiatric ward or psychiatric hospital um before uh I realized that she kind of just imprisoned herself in a made-up world um I kind of went a little bit a little too realistic I guess um but yeah so she would forget important autobiographical things like you know things about her family um you know she certainly didn't want to remember that uh vision was dead um and then very interestingly enough once you start making the little um like triggering remarks to try and um help her remember um she actually started seeing like vision visions of vision being dead, like of actual realistic things that happen almost like flashbacks, which would be pretty, um, you know, spot on for like PTSD symptoms, um, and trauma related things. Um, yeah, she started seeing, um, him being, you know, when he was dead and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah. So, so that's what I, th- that, you know, if I was going to give her a diagnosis, you know, pl- you know, aside from PTSD, um, probably would go with that one, which is, again, a, a, an interesting one that you don't hear of a whole lot. Um, but it's just, I say this not so much to get into, like, the the spe- specifics and and the difficulties of trying to diagnose Wanda. That's not the point. The point is to bring your attention and awareness to what the brain can do to try and help protect you um, from serious emotional um, scarring, I guess is a good way to say it, Um, serious emotional trauma. Um, You know, your brain can create totally different personality um your brain can create a totally different world um there there's another movie that um is called angel eyes i think and it ha- it stars j-lo and jim caviezel and um is it i mean 
as as far as the movie goes, it was okay, you know, no big deal. Um, but again, they did a really, I think, a really good job of trying to depict somebody who has something called dissociative fugue, and um, it stems from again, spoiler alert, it st- it stemmed from he was in a horrific car accident with his wife and his son, and his wife and his son both die, and he survived, and so could not remember pretty much anything about his his relation you know his wife his kid um and basically kind of wandered the streets um and just kind of shows up and then of course you know starts creating a relationship with j-lo and then eventually it comes out like it you know it shows like he hadn't been in his house like where he used to live with his family and there's like dust and you know it's all in kind of like disarray like again like nobody had lived there in years and years um and um said that his name was catch and his his name was not catch um catch was the last word that he said before he uh, I'm sorry, Catch was the last thing his kid said to him while he was driving and he threw one of his toys at his dad because the kid was really little and didn't know any better. So again, really interesting things that your brain does when there's a traumatic experience. Your brain does this kind of stuff to protect you, to, you know, to protect you from being, being so emotionally scarred that like you wouldn't be able to take it anymore. And so where you start getting help and where it starts coming out is when, um, there's, there's significant uh, psychological treatment, mental health treatment. There might be psychiatrists involved, not necessarily all the time, but a good therapist who, you know, specializes in, in trauma and the dissociative disorders. Um, now I've said before, I consider myself a trauma specialist. Um, I definitely wouldn't c- consider myself like an expert or even a specialist in dissociation. I know about it cause I have to, to be able to do what I do. Um, it, it, it's kind of eye opening to, to know or kind of revisit things that I hadn't learned, um, years ago, um, without taking continuing ed credits in it, um, like in, in dissociation and stuff and things like that without taking extra coursework, you know, it would have been 20 years ago since I, I really kind of looked at diagnosing this kind of stuff. Um, and so just kind of eye opening that if, you know, you really want to be a really, if I really wanted to say I'm like a specialist in dissociation, I would still need to learn so much more. And, and that's good that, you know, that's good to recognize that. Um, but yeah, I just thought, wow, it's very interesting. Again, sometimes in in Hollywood, in the media and stuff like that, they really, again, in my opinion, do a really good job uh, trying to depict some of the really difficult and hard um, mental health disorders or mental health issues. And I just like I've said before, I am a big fan of education and outreach. So the more they can kind of show that kind of stuff, um, the better. I just kind of, I know they can't really do this in, uh, in, I guess they could, they would have to write it in somehow, but I really wish they would, would kind of educate, you know, like, okay, fine. So we figure out what's going on with Wanda 
and, and we realize she created this whole world and it starts falling apart as she starts coming to terms with what happened and, and grief and loss. And so that's great, but I really wish they kind of would have, I, I guess kind of explained a little more on a psychological perspective. Cause I think that kind of, which makes sense cause it's Marvel. They kind of went the direction of let's focus on her uh, powers and you know, how she was able to essentially put a force shield up um, to keep people out um, of her make believe world. Um, so they kind of go that way with it, um, which again makes sense because you know Marvel. But I, I do. I wish they would have. I, I guess. I guess I wish they would have showed it. Like, okay, she like wakes up in um, a mental health hospital or psychiatric hospital and you know there's a bunch of doctors around or therapists around with her or maybe she was she was undergoing you know self-hypno not self-hypnosis but like hypnosis or you know a, a specific kind of therapy um man that could have even shown emdr or something like that and um maybe like shown her work through it that way and i just you know but I guess for entertainment purposes, no, they went the way of Marvel and, and you know, special powers. So, um, but anyhow, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to share and, and, and talk about WandaVision this time because, you know, like I said, I, I know I'm behind in watching it, but when I see something um, in movies or a TV show or something like that, that really again shows a, an aspect of mental health I think it's important to to talk about it which is exactly what we're doing here and let's talk therapy so thank you so much for joining me again um like I said we're you know fast approaching quickly approaching grammar quickly approaching um 50 episodes I don't know if it'd be so cool if I could think of like a special 50th 50th episode thing but right now I can't I can't think of that I know that um upcoming which I said previous um previous episode that we will start getting into talking about the foster care system and I will have special guests on um to help me do that um so keep keep a lookout for when those episodes drop but otherwise, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If your kids and college kids um, just went back to school and today's the first day of school, I wish everybody a wonderful year of school, wonderful um, positivity, teachers, staff, administration, everybody. I hope you have a great school year. Thank you so much for joining me and have a blessed day. Bye.